vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. We are ready for our next interview, and I'm excited today because we are going to be talking about jerky. We're going to be talking about how to sell plant-based jerky in Texas. Yes, it's possible, and our guest today is going to tell us the inspiration behind the business, the reason why the business was created, and then also when we think about creating these vegan and plant-based businesses in some cities and some towns, sometimes we wonder, sometimes we wonder what kind of feedback we'll get. And I'm really excited today to kind of pick my guest's brain today to find out what that journey was like, what that experience was like, and what has been some of the aha moments, some of the successes, and also maybe some of the things that our guest learned along the way that he can share with others that may be following in his footsteps. So first, let me just say welcome, welcome, Brett. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate it. Perfect. So before we dive into everything, let's just lay the, you know, just get everyone grounded in the business. So the business is called All Y'all Foods, correct? All Y'all's Foods, yes. Yes. And maybe let's just give them a little bit of background on what kind of products, what do you sell? I know I said plant-based jerky, but when I was on your site, you know, you think of like one option, but your site is full of variety. So do you want to just give them a little bit of background on the business and then we'll dive sure. and kind of jump in our time machine and talk about how you got started? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We are, um, All Y'all's Foods is a mission-driven plant-based proteins company. Uh, we're based in Texas. Uh, we launched in uh, May of 2018. We offer a line of jerkies. Uh, each flavor represents one of the seven regions of Texas. There's actually seven separate regions in Texas. So we came out with three so far, prickly pear, teriyaki, prickly pear, chipotle, and uh, my favorite traditional black pepper, sea salt. And we use prickly pear because it's the state plant of Texas. A portion from every bag sold goes to Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, which is the first cattle ranch turned vegan animal sanctuary in the state of Texas. They had the largest head of cattle or cows in uh, uh, 60-something when I reached out to Renee initially. So every time I sell a bag, there's a portion that's set aside for them that goes to them every quarter. And um, and we use, when it comes to resources, we use one-thirteenth on average the land, fuel, and water to produce our proteins compared to animal-based protein. And what's interesting is is it, our proteins versus beef has more protein, calcium, magnesium, and iron, no cholesterol, no saturated animal fat, and it's full of fiber and phytonutrients. So it's really cool as I know I'm nourishing the consumer, I'm not harming the animal, and are being kinder to the earth. And so that's what we're up to today. And that's great because I think that's a dream for people when they start a business. Their goal is to ultimately create a business that can give back, create a business that can help their community create a superior and oftentimes just a go-to product. So it sounds like you are 
definitely in that sweet spot and in that lane. So maybe let's jump into a time machine. Let's rewind and say how you got started and how you found your way to where you are today, where you are able to you know, reduce waste and be able to produce a superior product and save animals. Maybe let's go back yeah. in time. Let's go back about 12 years. I read two books, Medical Miracle and The One Minute Cure. And when I got done reading those books, I realized everything I had made up about health and nutrition and disease and cures and solutions and the whole thing was not accurate, wasn't true everything I'd been taught. And then I attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Right before then, I had dealt with depression for almost a decade. Uh, That was due to mostly poor diet choices. I ate fast food. I ate processed foods. I ate meat and dairy. That's pretty much what I ate. Uh, And I put on a, a significant amount of weight. And I was told that our brains are over half fat. And if all we're ingesting is bad oils, well, our brain can't make up healthy oils to nourish itself. So it was suggested that I ingest, I went with uh, fresh ground flax seeds for the Mm -hmm. omega-3s, and I did two tablespoons of those. And within four months, I was off all medication, and I've been off, you know, antidepressants since then. I was told, not a medical professional, I was told it will eliminate, reverse, whatever term you want to use, bipolar disorder, depression, and ADD. And so I'll leave that there. And so that worked. And then I met a woman by the name of Deanna One. I was intending the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I was publishing a book called Nutritional Truths. She ended up being in it. And why is that? Well, she's a physicist and a colonel in the U.S. Air Force. And the only person I've ever met who is in hospice care who's alive. She was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer given four weeks to live. Two weeks in, the pain was so great, they're about to upper morphine. She knew that was essentially the end. And she remembered some stuff that her grandfather had taught her about some healing properties of different mushrooms. She's of Chinese descent. And so she took those along with a modified Gerson protocol. And it's 10 years, 12 years later, and she's shown women how to help themselves heal Mm -hmm. from disease. And so I realized, again, everything I had made up was not accurate. You have to understand that I grew up as a a person hunting and fishing, and I ate lots of meat. Everything was meat-centric. And how could you eat? In fact, the first time I heard of Meatless Monday, I laughed out loud because I was like, I couldn't even think of a meatless snack. And that, and I'm I'm serious. I I really Mm -hmm. couldn't think that. That's the way I was wired. And so Mm -hmm. on a trip to the zoo, in that book I had published, I talked about the elephant, the gorilla, and the rhino, and how... You have a 10,000 pound animal that doesn't eat burgers and Chick-fil-A. It eats plants. Wait a minute, but they're, they're so much different than we are. Nope, <laughs> they're not. So on a trip to the zoo, saw the gorilla, saw the rhino, saw the elephants. And in an instant, it hit me. All animals are present and aware, like my dog that I love and I protect with all my life. All, anim- all animals are present and aware like she is, and they don't want to die. And we kill 100,000 every minute of every day to eat them when we don't need to. And uh, so I stopped. That was over seven years ago. And then I switched to vegan, shed over 100 pounds so far, and uh, there's no turning back. After that happened, I learned that beef was our second largest export. That, again, I got angry, and I'm like, well, you're going to bitch about it, or are you going to change it? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to change it. And so that's where I started formulating. It took a year to formulate the flavors, and then they said, don't come out with seven, just pick three and start there. So we did. 
Well, first, I'll get a couple of people stopped by that really loved your story. So I just want to say thanks so much, Chris. He said respect to you. Elsa came by and said, thank you so much for sharing a fantastic story. So it's definitely people are impacted by your story and impacted by what you've done about it. I think what I really loved about what you were saying is not only did you get the information, you started to apply it to your life. You know, you mm-hmm. get the information, you started to write a book and share it. And then from mm-hmm. there, you started to create a business. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key for many of us out there is that these stories should inspire us, but also inspire us to take action so mm-hmm. that what we do in our day, you know, days um, really aligns with our ethics, aligns with our passion. So when you came out with the three products, when you came out with the business, what was it like? Was it a big like whirlwind? (laughs) They were knocking on your door. Was it okay? Where is everyone? Or is it something in between? Because everyone's launch is a little bit different. So I'm just curious. Yeah, it's imagine somewhere in between because our launch ended up being I'm a member of the Go Texan program. The Texas Department of Agriculture has a program to support those who have food businesses and other businesses actually to help their efforts when they're creating products and, and goods in Texas or, or that kind of thing. So they had an event that they were sponsoring um, the Grapevine uh, Main Street Festival, and it was a three-day event. And they said, "Well, you can come and you can we'll give you a little kiosk, and you can sample for free. It's three days." And I'm like, "Okay." So I, I rented one of those one of those. Uh, forget the name of the vans, but uh, put three pallets of product in there, went to the event, set up, didn't need it, um, but I, I didn't run out. And that's where we started. And at that event, my first retailer introduced themselves, or Raquel from uh, Grapevine Farmer's Market, or Farmer's Market or Grapevine, I always get that mixed up. But uh, they came and said, hey, we'd love to have you in the store. I mean, they have vegan soft serve and different products there uh, amongst amazing produce. And we've been in there and they've been one of our biggest customers ever since. And that's where it started. So it wasn't a huge fanfare. I didn't do events. I didn't I didn't do anything. I just started calling on, in this case, I called on vegan grocery stores across the U.S. and said, hey, do you want us? They're like, yeah, are you a vegan company? Yeah, here we go. And so that's how that started. I love that because, you know, sometimes we think it's the event that's going to do it. And I love the fact that you went to the event, but then you found a different avenue to move forward. You know, it's it's that thing where when you run a business, sometimes you have to be open to the options that might show up and reveal themselves to you, but you still Mm -hmm. have to take action. You know what I mean? You still have to like show up at that event so that that other option can, can materialize itself. Yeah. So how much do you do in store versus online sales? I mean, Mm -hmm. are you more local and retail or um, do you do a lot online as well? Uh, Yes, Um, we do. We do about two thirds in retail and one third online, uh, which includes Amazon. Our focus, and we're just beginning to expand it, but our, our focus has been inch wide, mile deep to get into Texas, begin working with. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, HEB is a, is a retailer here in Texas. Mm-hmm. So this woman, Mrs. Butt, started in 1906 with $60 in a prayer, they say. And today it's a 30-something billion dollar privately held company. Um, but they're the largest and only Texas-owned grocer. And they have a contest every year, the Quest for Texas Best. So in 2019, I entered I came in, I ended up being one of the 20 finalists, which means if you're one of the finalists, that means they want you in the store. And it didn't cost anything to enter. It's just, you know, you got to be in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the 20 finalists, which is the win because, you know, hey, and then we compete for money. And I did come in first plant-based protein. Now, if I'm being honest, I was the only plant-based protein, but 
you know, I, came I still in, take that first first yeah, place ribbon. <laughs> but at least I'm honest about it. And so overall, I came in six, but 840 people had entered that year. Wow. So I took that as a as a as a positive. And so things like that kept happening because in in the CPG space, you're you're selling retail, which means we sell through our website. We also sell on Amazon. And then there's a few other choice sites that we sell on, not to compete against us, but to to finish out the mixes on, on their sites. And then we sell into distributors, both like the large ones you're going to find, Kahi, uh, as well as the smaller ones like Mabel and Fair that you find online. And then we do special events where we either meet retailers or consumers, and we sample and sell at those events as well. Perfect. So if somebody's watching today, listening today, and they wanted to get some, what social media, website, where do we want to send them? Um, to our website, allyallsfoods.com. And within that, you can see the places from LA to New York City where you may be able to pick it up in person. If not, you can order through our website, as well as, uh, like I said, on Amazon. I would say that would be your best bet because no matter where you are, you can get it. You can get it either from us or Amazon or it's even on Walmart. Wonderful. But that's only case packs. Okay. It sounds like, Chris, you might be in the UK, but Chris stopped by and said, glad places in the US are doing this. The UK is the same. So are you shipping to the UK? Just thought I'd ask since, no, since Chris no, said something no, about not, the UK. Not yet. Not okay. yet. No, we're learning about doing business in Canada as well as in Asia because there's okay. a lot of really good opportunities where people are wanting this. Perfect. Now, I also want to go back to the idea of donating proceeds. For a lot of people, when they're running their businesses, you know, we're always thinking about having a vegan business, but it's such an amazing thing when your business can fuel sanctuaries, when it can fuel Mm -hmm. other kind of initiatives, activities, and overall activism in the vegan space. How did you come up with that idea? Had you heard someone else doing it? Were you just inspired by a story? What kind of got you on that path? It just it just made sense that I should have someone that I work with uh, that 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 our success will be their success um, because they're actually kind of like boots on the ground kind of thinking you know because if someone is at home doing their own thing and not bringing you know leaving animals out of the equation that's one thing but when you can start impacting others it's it's something more and so it was pretty easy like I said they had the most cows and I was working you know in the beginning it was just about the jerky. And so that made the most sense. Plus, the neat thing about like Renee and Tommy, who started and, and run Rowdy Girl, aside from being very easy and, and great people, you know, to, to spend time with or interact with, they also have a rancher advocacy program. And what that is, is look, you know, there, there's a lot of people who want people like, hey, you know, stop doing, stop making money off of animals the way you do. Maybe there's another way of making that money. And so there are people who are getting into whether they inherit it or whether they just decide for whatever reason, their own personal choices or their own convictions, what have you, to get out of the animal agriculture piece, they're they're like, well, how do I subsidize my income? So the Barrett Farm up in Arkansas is the first first program where they've gone in and they were slaughtering, I forget, like 90,000 chickens every 58 days or something in these huge barns. Yeah. And they, for whatever reason, I think they went vegan. They said, well, this doesn't work. And so they stopped, but they're like, well, how do we make money? Well, they've converted one of the barns, at least half of it, maybe it's closer to full now, to grow exotic mushrooms Mm. and be able to truck those out to local cities, you know, in Dallas, Oklahoma City, different places, Arkansas, uh, 
Little Rock, different places that we use them, and then set up a completely different business. So we'll pay them more than those thin margin contracts with those poultry producers ever do. Yeah. Because I've never talked with anyone in that business who's gone, this is so much fun. We have a really good time. It doesn't happen. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work. And it's not very, from what I've been shared with me and what I've listened to, what I've read, it's not a, over, people don't find a lot of satisfaction in doing that. Yeah. And that's because the industry giants that they're working with are often squeezing, squeezing. Sure. And it would be it, it's not only great to, because we get to save the animals, but these individuals can sh- you know, move their farms to other viable businesses. It's really exciting when we can mm-hmm. show people that there's another path forward. I think that's one of the beautiful things about veganism is that it also creates paths forward. It creates other opportunities for people. And even in the example of with your jerky, it creates an opportunity to have a product out there that is highly competitive. So let's talk about that. You mentioned how much protein, how much, you know, um, it was mm-hmm. one race, I think that you said, um, that you were able to reduce, well, maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe oh, yeah, well, wrong. One thirteenth, one thirteenth land, fuel, and water, yeah. 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 So let's talk about that. Like, was that always the vision when you first started? Did you start making the product and then worked your way back to making sure that your product had that higher protein count and also making sure it kind of, you know, wasn't contributing to to the problem as well? Right. No, the the thing, the neat thing is, is, is plants just lend themselves <laughs> to more in that. Uh, give you an example. The amount of time it takes to quantitatively grow, if you will, a couple pounds of beef on an acre of land, okay? At the same time, you could grow 350 pounds of soybeans. So you're talking about huge margins in in or discrepancies between what makes sense and what doesn't, just from a numbers perspective. No, no other thoughts given to it, just a numbers perspective. So coming into it, what I didn't want to do was use soy isolates. Okay. Soy isolates are generated. They take soy and they split soy with hexane. Hexane is a byproduct of making gasoline. And if I'm not mistaken, it would poison you if you drank it. It would not be a good thing. But they're able to use it in food production, which just blows my mind. But the fact is, is it, compared to its meat counterpart, it's miles ahead of it. The thing is, is our base for our products are made from whole non-GMO soybeans. And so you're getting the whole soybean. It's just crushed, cooked, extruded, dried, marinated, and baked. So there's, you know, people talk about processed food. There's not a lot of processing to it. So it it alone had the protein from the get-go and would work. And from a financial model, worked. So we landed on what we did for the base. And then we wanted bold flavors, and we wanted to use things close to Texas. So like the smoke we use in uh, our black pepper sea salt is pecan smoke because it's a state tree is a pecan mm. tree. And, you know, the, the weight of the, the bag, each bag is 2.69 ounces. And that's for that calf 269 over in Israel. I remember hearing that story about that they mm. rescued from slaughter. So there's all these different things, you know, that, that tie into the, that tie into the company, but it just, it was one of those things that once I read about, beef and, and I was like, well, let's do something different. And it just I knew I was gonna do it and I just started doing it. And ever since then I just keep doing it. Well, you know, what's the next right thing? I can't really see around corners very well. So, you know, 
they say, pray if it depends upon God, all, to, all on God and do the work as if it depends all upon you. And so I just ask the universe for direction and do the next right thing. And sometimes that requires pivoting. In fact, I remember being interviewed one time. It, was there a time this year you had to pivot? I'm like, this year? <laughs> it's like this week, this month. I wouldn't say necessarily this day, but uh, you have to be willing to get over being right and how you think things are and do what is best for the company. You know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur at times is you feel like, you know, you put a business plan together, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, go to all the seminars and, you know, you know, I decided I was going to do this and this is going to be the way it is. But the reality is you do have to stay nimble. And it, it doesn't mean you can. I'm not an advocate of doing it without a plan. I do think you want to have a general sense of where you want to be you know, so mm -hmm. that you can get there. It's kind of like getting in the car without directions. You need a general sense of, am I going north yeah. or south or west? Yes, But yes. being flexible enough because, you know, sometimes, you know, success just comes in so many interesting and different packages. And it's yeah. so important to be open to it, to be open to kind of, like you said, peeking around a corner that you didn't really plan to look around because something right. might be sitting right there for you um, that can help you grow and, and move forward. We had a question just popped in asking about the soybeans. So the soybeans that you use, are they organic? The question came in is my understanding that almost all soybeans are GMO, um, if not organic. Are soybeans free of herbicide, pesticides, and fungicides? The, uh, the crop is a no-spray crop. And so it is certified as a no-spray crop and non-GMO. So I would offer that a lot of times true, if it's not organic, you don't know what it is. Uh, in this case, we know what it is because we don't want to, we're not interested in selling GMOs. In fact, right now we're currently getting our gluten-free and non-GMO certification. We have our vegan certification from BVEG, which is the only ISO international vegan certification on the planet. Yeah. So we will be getting the other ones, but great question. Yeah. And I'm really glad to hear that, that you are using non-GMO soybeans, because I think that's the challenge these days is you want to put out a great product, but some crops have been so manipulated out there that it can mm -hmm. sometimes feel hard to get to that point because, you know, the organic options sometimes have a higher price point on them, or mm -hmm. there's a challenge in supply chain and getting them consistently. And I know a lot of business owners just struggle because their heart is in the right place, but mm -hmm. sometimes just what's readily available to them doesn't always give them those options. So I'm glad you, you've pushed that direction. And not only are you doing the non-GMO soybeans, but like you said, you're working on those additional certifications. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about running a business. Let's talk about some of the good days, the bad days, the okay days, you know, let's, I don't know if there's any stories or anything you want to share about, you know, kind of what it's been like running the business, being kind of at the helm of a vegan business, um, especially and oftentimes feeling like you're in a non-vegan world, you know, running this kind of business. Um, what, are you, I say, kind of. what are you talking about? <laughs> really? Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I was in LA a month ago and I turned on the happy cow app and I went, oh, cause there was just like over, there was a hundred and something places within 20 minutes of where I was. I was like, wow. Now I get the world is changing. Yeah. The world is changing. I went vegan back in 2005. So uh, I was oh, wow. still eating a lot of wow. the like 
dusty, you know, oatmeal hamburgers, <laughs> you know, that were vegan sure. burgers. Like, sure. you know, and those so were cool like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that was the only option. So life has definitely changed. But I don't know, do you feel like as a business owner that the world has changed when you're you, selling you, and promoting your product? Or do you feel like it's it's getting there a little at a time? Absolutely. Well, and here's how I learned it. So we we have a state fair here in Texas. It's the oldest and largest. What was great was I do sampling in the first year in 19. And then I think it was the next year, 20, because people go, what is that? I say, well, it's plant-based protein. They're like, what is that? And then people, a lot of people, and some people didn't even grasp it in the end. They still didn't, what do you, it doesn't make any sense, didn't register for them. Mm-hmm. But then because of Burger King coming out with the Impossible Whopper, everyone goes, oh, like the, the Impossible Whopper. I say, exactly, exactly, yeah. And then I started telling people like meat is really just a vehicle for plants. You think about any sandwich you eat or any meal you eat, it, it's just a vehicle for the flavor of plants, smoke, char, and salt. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and it gives, it produced the mouthfeel and the chew and the experience. So now we're just replicating that with plants. So you can have virtually the same experience, but leave the animals alone. Yeah, I, I love that. So I think things have changed and people are seeing it. I mean, 90% of all plant-based foods are eaten by people who still eat meat. 90%. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's happening. People are trying it. People are sampling things. And again, whether it's from a health perspective, uh, a planet perspective, or compassionate for the animal perspective, more and more people are just going to keep coming to it. And what's great is no matter why they come to it, at least it impacts all three areas every time. I love that. That's That's a perfect quote because... That's the key. If you can impact all three of those areas, you know, it. Yeah, and if you impact one, you're impacting the other two. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great reason for the bad days when you run a business, you know what I mean? For the difficult challenges. Well, well, here's the thing. I tell people like 100,000 animals every minute of every day are dying. 100,000? That's just mind numbing. And then it's like, if we killed ourselves off at the rate we kill animals, if humans did that, in 18 days, we'd be extinct. Yeah. You know, just yeah. give people a perspective on the numbers that we're, you know, we're removing when plants are all we need. Yeah. Oof, I hadn't even thought about that. The idea if we did it at the same rate, when we'd be extinct. Um, so I hadn't there, heard it there's, anyway. Do you remember that movie, Office Space? Yes. Okay. Well, in the movie was, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> well, I rewrote the song and shot it with some friends as, damn, it feels good to be a vegan. <laughs> and it's it's on YouTube. So people ask me what I'm most proud of. I'm like, kind of that. And not because I think it's all that. It's just because there's a message there that speaks more than I'll ever do. You know, we're definitely going to have to get a copy, get that link and share it out. (laughs) Plus, I just have to see it now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's it's a fun song. It is. So let's do this. Let's just give everyone website, social media handles again. Um, Elsa had asked for it as well as a follow-up to her question. You know, she said, great, just drop the contact information. Sure. Do you want to just walk it through, walk everyone through yeah. one more time? Yeah, uh, allyallsfoods.com, A-L-L-Y-A-L-L-S-F-O-O-D-S. Uh, you can also find us Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Also got a podcast on our website. I think that covers, and then rowdygirlsanctuary.org, you can find them there. 
Perfect. And as we wrap up today's interview, I always leave, love to leave things with a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of motivation. And I know for many of us, you know, when it's tough out there, when things are happening, mm. you know, we could, mm. we could use some wisdom from other people. Yes. And since yes. our guests are probably on different spectrums, there's some people who are just starting a business and who are running a business and maybe need a little bit of motivation, or even if someone's just struggling in their vegan journey, is there anything that you use to keep going, to keep positive, to stay focused that you'd love mm-hmm. to share with our audience today? Sure. And it's easy. It's going to be different for me than anyone else, but I got it real easy today compared to the animals That's and what they're point. enduring. I got mm-hmm. nothing to complain about. Um, a buddy of mine would say, you're living with your ass in ice cream. So in other words, it, there's always people who got it easier. There's always people who got it harder. Always been that way. The thing is, is we'll never have it as hard as the animals got it. And so when I run up against it, I'm like, dude, you're not doing it for you. Shut up. You got nothing to complain about. Keep going. You know, I said, I've never worked this hard, but I've never been this happy. And in addition to this passion, I'm working under a a conviction. Mm. You know, I live convicted that Mm -hmm. I need to do more. Now, I can't spend my mind sitting in that and sitting in what really takes place all the time everywhere for all these animals because I never get anything done. So I have to I have to set that to the side, say, what's the next right thing and do it and just keep doing it. I got no complaints. Keep going. That's what I do. That is wonderful. And thank you for keeping going. I mean, thank you just in general, you know, as a consumer, it's so great to see more products on the market. Thank you so much. Just the support that you're giving to Rowdy Girl and also, you know, just that idea of your success being other success. And also just thank you because the work you're doing, like you said, is saving animals. That is so crucial, so important. And it's so wonderful to see the work you're doing, the business that you're running, even sharing your story. So thank you so much today. It's been great chit-chatting. It's been great learning more and more about yourself and and the business. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me here. It's been wonderful. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. So you guys heard it here. Make sure you jump online. Make sure if you are in Texas, check your local stores. And if they don't have it, demand it, ask for it so it can be in your stores. Because the key here is we want to make sure that we're spreading veganism, but spreading in all ways, as well as supporting other entrepreneurs and businesses out here. So all y'all's food, make sure you check out the website, go to social media. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who joined us live. It's wonderful to see your comments, Tracy. Great to see it. You stopped by as well. It's great when we have questions. That's always wonderful. And if you're watching this as a replay, always pop in your questions because we will make sure we get, get them back to our guests and also any of our podcasters out there. I hope you enjoyed today's interview and we will see everyone in our next. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session, so I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.